Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, guys. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. So, um, had a little bit of another break. I know you guys are so patient with me. Uh, I got a new job. It hasn't started yet, but I, the onboarding for this job, you guys, has been crazy. Like, it took a whole week to get this, maybe even more than a week to get this stuff. I came back from my vacation, and which was great, by the way, uh, and I got the job the next day. Got the call for the job the next day, so it's just been crazy ever since then. Uh, before I... I go into, uh, well, today the episode's going to be uh, The Simpsons, Homer at the Bat. Now, I've been trying to get this done all summer, you guys. I, this is one of my favorites, and I just ever, just kept getting busy, and I couldn't get to it. But I'm getting to it now. And it's also kind of relevant because, you know, we're, we're coming up to the, um, the uh, World Series soon here. And um, I thought that would be a good time. Uh, before I get started, though, I want to talk about the show that everybody's talking about, and you know which one I'm talking about, the one on Netflix, that's number one this week, Dahmer. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Okay. First of all, it's Ryan Murphy. So, immediately, I have to watch it, because Ryan Murphy did Nip Tuck, Glee, American Horror Story, not that I've watched that, I have to start watching that one, uh, People vs. OJ, The Versace Murders. The Bill Clinton show, can't remember what it's called right now, Impeachment. Uh, so, of course, I had to watch it. The second is, it's true crime. Now, Jeffrey Dahmer is not a case I have listened to yet. So, this is a lot of surprising stuff that I didn't know about. And uh, my husband and I watched the first first episode, and then we watched half of the second episode. Uh, wow. Ryan Murphy has this thing about him that his any any of his like you know dramas because he does some comedies too but his dramas and his true crime things the creep factor is like multiplied in his his shows it kind of reminds me of the versace uh murder show because um andrew conanon i don't know if you guys have seen that it's really good i think it's on netflix it's called the versace murders i think called i think it's called american crime story the versace murders really good stuff um and that was disturbing. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. <laughs> so it's going to be disturbing. This one's going to be disturbing too. Uh, everybody I've, that, have, that I've seen like on my, on my feed have said, this, this is so good. It's so good. And there's so many memes coming out of this now. So I said, well, we got to watch it. And I had, I had to wait for my husband to watch it. He won't let me watch it without him because he likes this kind of stuff. We like the true crime stuff. Uh, anyways... First episode was great. Uh, I literally was under the blanket the whole time. Like, it creeped me out. Uh, whew. Um, I know it gets worse from here, like, as far as, like, you know, disturbing. <laughs> How disturbing it gets. It gets worse. But um, I'm ready for it. Uh, you know, I have seen... The, the scary thing about this is that it's on Netflix. It's not on FX. So they can do whatever they want to do on Netflix. They can make it as gory. They can put as much sex in there, sex in there as they want. They can... Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of scared to see what he has in store for us here. But anyways, check it out. Uh, if you have a weak stomach... Uh, I haven't So far, I haven't seen anything terrible. Some stuff was like... Ugh, but... Um, I don't think we've got to the worst of it yet. Okay, that being said, um, let's go ahead and look up the information about Homer at the Bat. So this was from episode, or sorry, season three, which is such a good season. Uh, season three, and it's episode 16. Uh, it's right in the middle of the season. February 20th, 1992. I was in seventh grade, and I remember watching this when it first aired. Okay, so we'll go ahead and start with the music, because you know that's how I roll here. Uh, so the week of February, I couldn't find February 20th, so let's just go with the week of February 8th. 
Number one song, I'm Too Sexy, right, said Fred. You guys remember that song? Oh, my God. Number two, I Love Your Smile, Shanice. That was a big one. Big song back in 92. Uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, George Michael and Elton John. Good song. Diamonds and Pearls, Prince and the New Power Generation. All for Love. Oh, one of my favorite songs by Color Me Bad. Number six, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Yeah, this is right before... Did he die in 92? No, he died in 93. Can't Let Go, Mariah Carey. Oh my gosh, I remember that song. To Be With You, Mr. Big. Number nine, Finally, CeCe Peniston. Finally, it's happening to me right in front of my face. Remember that song? Number ten, Tell Me What You Want Me To Do, Tevin Campbell. Man, Tevin Campbell, what happened to that guy? Okay, then we got movies. These are great. I've seen... A lot of these movies. A lot of them. Okay, so number one. This is a week of, or this is the month of February. The number one movie, can anybody guess what it was? February 1992. Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! Love that movie. If you haven't seen Wayne's World, I have a friend that hasn't seen it. Wait. No, Cisco's seen it. I have a friend that hasn't seen it, and I'm like, um, you need to watch this movie immediately. It might be a little dated, but it's hilarious. It's so funny. And I like Wayne's World 2 as well, but Wayne's World, the first one, is so good. Number two, Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay, I did see this movie, uh, but I don't think I saw all of it. And it's, and I remember there's a whole bunch of, there's some KKK stuff in it at the, like in the middle of it. It kind of flashes back. Number three, The Hand That Rocks a Cradle. That's a good movie. Yeah. Number four, Medicine Man. Never saw that. Number five, Final Analysis. I think that's uh, Michael Douglas or Richard Gere. One of them. Number six, Shining Through. Never saw that. Beauty and the Beast. Of course I've seen that. Father of the Bride. Of course I've seen that. JFK. I have seen JFK. It is a long-ass movie, but I have watched it all. Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. We had the one on tape when I was a kid. The Prince of Tides. That always reminds me of The Sopranos. When Tony's watching it and he's trying to get Dr. Melfi. Number, oh, I, I went past my 10, sorry. So Grand Canyon's number 10. Okay, so this episode's great. It has so many, it's very 90s. It has so many baseball stars from the 90s and the late 80s. And the reason I like it so much is because in the late 80s, I was really into baseball. We were collecting all the figures, you know, the, the and the baseball cards. They had the starting lineup figures and they had the baseball cards. My brother and I collected all of them. And his favorite player was Steve Sachs. And my favorite player, I think, was Mike Marshall. Both from the Dodgers. Uh, but I think uh, right before this episode, Steve Sachs was traded to the... Uh, is it the Mets or the Yankees? Well, we'll find out. Because it's, it's I think it's in this episode. So, it's one of the classics. It has a classic song, which I'll play at the very end. And I just really love this one. So, I hope you guys do, too. Hey, Homer, slow down. You're going to choke or something. Don't tell me how to eat donuts. <laughs> Hey, always choking again. Hmm. Isn't there a first aid chart around here somewhere? Somebody scare him. That's for the hiccup. Ooh. Hey, look at this. Softball starts this week. Softball? Who's next? Nah, count me out. What's the matter with you guys? Homer, last year we were 2-28. and 28. Look, I know it wasn't our best season. Actually, it was. Well, this year's going to be different. Oh, yeah? What makes you so damn sure? I have a secret weapon. So in that scene, Homer is obviously choking on donuts because he's eating like my freaking three-year-old does. I always tell him, you're going to choke, you're going to choke. Uh, and I love how... They, you know, this happens like every day, apparently for, for, uh, for the guys at work, you know, they're like, whatever. And when he says, Hey, look at this. And right. It, it flashes to like a picture of like directions on how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And he's like totally ignoring it and looking at the softball signups that's posted right next to it. And then of course, Homer is just like, he's totally fine. You know, softball. And, uh, 
I think it's funny because I don't and I don't even know if if companies still do their own softball teams, baseball teams. No, it's not baseball. I think it's softball when you're older. <laughs> but I didn't. I never worked for a company that had a softball team. But anyways, um, they uh, so yeah, Homer has a secret weapon, and right after that clip that I played, uh, you know, they're kind of imagining what could it be, and somebody imagines like Homer has a giant mitt. The next person imagines that Homer has springs on his shoes so he can like jump from base to base. And then the next one, Homer has a ray gun. <laughs> He's like disintegrating everybody. Uh, and they're like, oh, wow, what's this special weapon? What does he say? Weapon? Yeah. What's the special, uh, special tool that you have? So we're going to find out. So we find out in the next scene that Homer's special weapon is a homemade bat. And he got the homemade bat because there was a storm and a, a bolt of lightning hit a tree. And it kind of like made the tree glow. So Homer thought, that's a special piece of wood. I'm going to do something special with that. And he says, I put away, I put my homemade football aside. And it's just like this. It looks like a... It, it, it's like, it looks like it's like a wrapped a blanket. <laughs> it has NFL on it. And so it shows Homer making the bat, you know, and uh, sanding it down and what's that called? Carving it. Carving, you know, and uh, and it, it actually turns out pretty cool. And then it's called the Wonder Bat and it's uh, it looks like a bat to me. So Homer's very proud of this thing and Bart's proud of him. And he's like, how many home runs are you going to hit? He's like, hmm, if I get a home run at every every. Uh, every turn then uh 3000 so we'll see if that really happens <laughs> so homer's team which we never find out the team's name is it just says nuclear plant is playing the <laughs> springfield police department this will be good and uh you know they the umpire's like okay so the rules are you hit a you hit a ball you chug a beer you you steal a base you chug a beer or whatever you know whatever the rules are and uh Chief Wiggum's up to bat, and this is an early episode, so, like, the animation ain't so great, but he's up to bat, and you hear the police scanner go off, and he's like, turn that off! <laughs> We're trying to play ball here! Hilarious. He's such a shitty cop. And then, uh, it's Homer's turn up, and he's gonna use his Wonder Bat. Okay, Homer, base is loaded, and you're up. Where's that secret weapon? Check it out, boys. My magic bat. That's it? Yeah, I got a magic bat, too. And I got an enchanted jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watch. So Homer's a hero, everybody, because he got a home run, if you couldn't figure out on that, <laughs> on that clip. And Bart and Lisa are so proud of him, and they both want to get him a beer. They fight over who's going to get him a beer, and Homer says, you can each get me a beer. Do you guys remember getting beers for your parents? Well, I always got a beer for my dad. Go get me a beer. Um, I just remember that pretty well. My parents drank the boxed wine, too. Ugh, gross. But, um... Anyways, there's a little childhood memory there. So, you know, uh, he's doing pretty good. And, which is not really a common thing for Homer. He doesn't really have a lot of these uh, hero moments, you know? So we know it's not going to last long. <laughs> so then it has a montage of all their, uh, their places that they travel to for their games. And, of course, Homer hits a home run at every one. Like, they go to Shelbyville. They go to Fort Springfield, Springfield Heights, Capital City. You guys remember the the baseball episode in the very, I think it's the very first season? Maybe it's second. The Capital City. When he's the Capital City mascot, that one's good, too. So, you know, and then it shows it shows all the players, like, I have this as my special bat. And it's like the, one of them has, like, a, a chair leg. And then one says, I got my sister's leg for a special bat. Oh, my God. 
Okay, so here's where Mr. Evil Burns come in, comes in. So Smithers tells uh, Burns, hey, you know, our team's doing great. When we win Shelbyville, we win the pennant. And Burns is sitting next to Aristotle. Aristotle. Now, he is a parody of Aristotle Onassis, who was the uh, the the Greek guy that, uh, he was like a Greek millionaire that Jackie, Ona- Jackie Kennedy, Onassis, married. And uh, I'm looking at the references here. Let's see if it says anything about it. No, it doesn't. But that's who that's who he, he's imitating. Because I have the book, like the references book. So, of course, they're going to have a big bet. You know, Burns is always about money. He's so greedy. So they're going to bet. And Burns is like, well, I, they have to win. We have to win. So he has an idea. Smithers, I've been thinking, is it wrong to cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? Yes, sir. Let me rephrase that. Is it wrong if I cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? No, sir. Who would you like killed? No, Smithers. I've decided to bring in a few ringers. Professional baseballers. We'll give them token jobs at the plant and have them play on our softball team. Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, Mordecai Three Finger Brown. Uh, sir? What is it, Smithers? I'm afraid all those players have retired and uh, passed on. In fact, your your right fielder has been dead for 130 years. Damnation! All right, find me some good players. Living players! Scour the professional ranks. The American League, the National League, the Negro League. I'm on my way, sir. Oh, and Smithies. You have 24 hours. This can't be legal, right? You can't do this. You can't just, like, kick off people from your team and then bring people into the plant and pretend that they're your workers. But it's a great idea. I love all the baseball players he mentions. They're, like, they're all dead. Cap Anson. Oh, my gosh. Uh, who's Satchel Page? There was another one that he says that I always hear about, and I'm always like, who is that? I, like, I've heard his name many times before. Uh, I love how they always reference how old he is. Mr. Burns is 104. That's what they've said on the show. I don't know if... You know, nobody ages on this show, but it's pretty funny when they say how old he is. <laughs> like, he was, he was, uh, they always say that he was, like, as old as, what's his name, uh, uh, Citizen Kane. And that, that movie is very old. I think it's, like, from 1931 or 30? I can't remember. It's old, though. I could be wrong on that. Anyways, uh, so then Smithers goes and tries to round up all the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the uh the mbls and uh back then and i don't know if it's true now but it was american league and national league and i always liked the national league teams the american league teams i did have a huge crush on jt snow who was on the angels i don't know what where he went to after that i really lost interest in in uh baseball once i got to junior high so, and that's exactly when this, when this was, but I knew all the players, which was really cool. Like I knew all these people cause they were all from the eighties. So here we go. Let's see who we're getting. So the first player he tries to get is Jose Canseco. Who's like at a baseball convention signing autographs. And then he gets Mike Sosha who's hunting and almost shoots Smithers, which is hilarious. Then Ozzie Smith, uh, I don't remember what team he was on, but he finds him at Elvis's house in uh, Memphis. Graceland. Couldn't remember the name of it for a minute. Um, And then he finds Steve Sachs, who's playing in a jazz band, of all things. Hilarious. He's playing, like, I don't even know what that instrument is. It looks like a, um, I don't know, a cello. It looks like a cello. I don't know what it is. I have to go back and look now. What is it? What is he playing? Let's see. I'm going to find out. Okay, it's like a uh, the one that stands up real tall. You guys are going to kill me. I don't know what it is, but uh, that's what he's playing. And, um, <laughs> and then we get the entire team. This is the part I clipped because I was like, I want to clip it all because it's so funny. But uh, this is the this is all the entire team right here. Oh my god, and how could I forget Don Mattingly? Smithers goes to Don Mattingly's house, who has, by the way, like a pink house and a pink mailbox. And they kind of make him a little, like, 
feminine is I guess is the right word and he's like are you Don Mattingly and he's like yes I am come in come in can I get you something hilarious and then he sees C-Sex I miss somebody I apologize I'd like to introduce the new members of our happy power plant family our new security guard Roger Clemens hello our new janitor Wade Boggs how you doing our new lunchroom cashier Ken Griffey Jr hey what's up guys our new we'll uh, we'll make up jobs for these fellas later please say hello to Steve Sachs Don Mattingly Daryl Strawberry Ozzy Smith Mike Sosha and Jose Canseco oh by the way you new fellas there's a sign up sheet for the company's softball team on the bulletin board over there uh, just in case you wish to play hey wait a minute Mr. Burns put them on a team you won't need us we'll you, Sosha, sign up. Thanks just the same, but I'm here to run the solid contaminant encapsulator. One more outburst like that and I'll send you back to the big leagues. <laughs> okay, so a part I forgot to mention, when Smithers goes to get Mike Sosha, Mike Sosha's, like, more than happy to come work at the power plant. He's like, I've always wanted to do a job like that. And that's the funniest part of this. Like, he's like, screw baseball, I want to work at the power plant. And, uh, which he does. He does work at the power plant, and I love how Burns says, we're going to find jobs for these guys. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? They only know baseball, as far as I know, you know. Been playing baseball for at least 20 years, maybe. Maybe maybe less than that. I don't know exactly. I don't know the history of all of these guys. But, um, <laughs> so, so, you know, basically, I don't know how many, how many people are on a team. Is it, is it? How many people are on a baseball team? I really don't know this, but I know that there's only nine people out on the field, right? Nine people out on the field. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, something like that. Maybe eight. Is it eight? I don't know, guys. I'm terrible. I do. I did like baseball back in the day. So, and I do still watch it once in a while. It is actually my favorite sport to watch on TV, but... It's too early for me to think about all this right now and like figure out how many people are on a baseball team. But my point of this is that uh, there's still room for some of the uh, the power plant people. But and Homer and you know Homer's one of them. He's he's on there. And then we get this scene. As your new manager, I want to say this up front. No one is assured a spot in the starting lineup. I don't care if your name is Steve Sachs or Daryl Strawberry or. Smithers, what's one of the bad players' names? Homer Simpson, sir. Or Homer Simpson. Secondly, instead of beer, from now on, you'll all be drinking this. It's a brain and nerve tonic, rich in proteids and electromagnetic juices. It promotes robust health. Of course, it has been known to cause gigantism, but only in rare cases. Try some. Wow. It's like there's a party in my mouth, and everyone's invited. Excellent. Now, let's begin our training, shall we? Smithers, the medicine balls. Oh, no. <laughs> so true Simpsons fans will know what that line is from. Wow, it's like a party in my mouth and everybody's invited. It's from the Flaming Moe's episode. And Moe says that. Doesn't he? I think it's Moe who says that. He so what that episode is, if you I'll just go briefly over it. Homer uh invented a drink with cough syrup. Okay. And something else. And he, I can't remember what the situation is, but they don't, they're out of alcohol or something at Moe's. So Homer mixes that up for him and gives it to him. Then Moe steals it. And that's a good episode. Yeah. He steals the recipe and kind of becomes really famous with that recipe and changes his bar from Moe's to Flaming Moe's. And uh, that's what that whole episode's about. So it's kind of funny that they reference that. And now, giganticism. What is giganticism? I have a rat here. They do talk about this on trivia. So giganticism, which Ken Griffey Jr. developed from his overdose of nerve tonic, not in real life, obviously, is a real disease which results in excessive growth in areas of the body beyond what is considered average. At the time... One notable celebrity who suffered from the disease was professional wrestler and Princess Bride actor Andre the Giant. Ironically, like Ken Griffey Jr. in the episode, Andre would drink a lot. In this case, alcohol is a coping mechanism for the vast amounts of pain he suffered, and which also slowly stimulated his nervous system. However, unlike Ken Griffey Jr., Andre's drinking addiction was aided by physical pains he encountered throughout his life. Okay, so that's what that is. 
the funny thing is, after he takes the one sip, it's like a party in my mouth and everybody's invited. He like grabs a bottle and chugs it. So we know this can't be good. <laughs> then I think the next scene we get, we get this one of the funniest scenes where Bart and Milhouse are picking their team for their baseball. Pick me, pick me. I pick Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'll take Milhouse. Hey, Mr. Boggs, will you be on my team? You got yourself a player. Damn. All right, I'll take Lewis. I'll take Jose Canseco. Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. These guys aren't so tough. I've got Wonderbat. <laughs> so, can you imagine being a 10-year-old kid? And having professional baseball players on your team after school. How cool would that be, right? And I love how Bart picks his friends over his baseball people. That is so funny. I'll take Jose Canseco. I love that line. Anyways, uh, I don't know why. It's just so funny to me. So then uh, we get this classic. uh, It's like a a running gag on the show about Don Mattingly's sideburns. Mattingly! Shade those sideburns. So I have information on this. Let's see. Dang, I just had it. Don Mattingly being forced by Burns to cut his sideburns was coincidentally recorded a year before Mattingly was forced in real life to cut his long hair. At the time of the episode, Mattingly played for the New York Yankees, a professional baseball team whose owners are heavily strict about hairstyles, especially facial hair. At the time of the episode. Okay, so now it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm thinking about all the football players that have the long-ass hair, you know, and they didn't have to cut it. That's funny, though, because his hair's not even that long. Okay, so I'm going to go over a little more trivia because I know I'm going to forget, and this is some really informa- really good information. So, uh, okay, we haven't got to that part yet. So the players in this episode were an extremely talented group. They combined for 77 all-star selections, 30 gold gloves, 7 Cy Youngs, and 4 league MVP awards. They also won a combined 12 World Series. Smith, Boggs, and Griffey Jr. are presently the only members of the Baseball Hall of Fame from this group. That's it? Following Ken Griffey Jr.'s 2010 retirement, none of the episode's baseballers remain active players. As of January 2016, Mike Sosha manages the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and Don Mattingly manages the Miami Marlins. At the time, only Steve Sachs and Don Mattingly had played for the New York Yankees. It was the Yankees, okay. Four of the other ringers would later play for the Yankees, Boggs, Clemens, Conseco, and Strawberry. Um, This is interesting. Ryan Sandberg and Carlton Fisk rejected guest spots in the episode. Both of them have also been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I wonder why they rejected it. Simpsons was really big back then. I don't know. Uh, Jose, this is funny. Jose Canseco was said to be the most difficult of the players featured to work with. His reason for missing the game was originally intended to be different, but Canseco balked and wanted more of a heroic reason, hence the fire scene. Oh, shit. We haven't got that part yet. That's the funniest part in the episode. Okay, so let's continue (laughs) before I give you guys any more spoilers. Take an E, boys. Tomorrow is the biggest day of your lives. The Shelbyville game. So lights out at 7.30 and abstain from coffee, tea, and cola drinks. Make no mistake, they pack a wallop. Sure do, Skip. Yes. Now, before I post the starting lineup, I want to assure those of you whose names are not on the list that I'm very disappointed in you. Something was lacking. Let's call it heart. No hustle either, Skip. That's right, Daryl. Perfect. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Oh, nuts. Please, please, please. I want to make the team. Clemens, did I make the team? You sure did. I did. Whoa, whoa, In your face, Strawberry. Wait a minute. Are you Ken Griffey Jr.? No. Sorry. Didn't mean to get your hopes up. Hmm. So I guess I was just a tryout, which is weird because they have one game left, you know? I don't know. That It's weird. That, I ne- that was never really explained, but... Yeah, Homer didn't make the team. Uh, Lenny didn't make the team. Carl didn't. None of them made the team. So Homer's out, right? They're all out. 
This is the funniest part of the episode right here. This is hilarious. <laughs> Smithers, there's no way I can lose this bet. Unless, of course, my nine all-stars fall victim to nine separate misfortunes and are unable to play tomorrow. But that will never happen. Three misfortunes, that's possible. Seven misfortunes, there's an outside chance. But nine misfortunes? I'd like to see that. What a nice little town. Maybe I'll buy a home here when I retire. What seems to be the problem, officers? It's enough out of you, smart guy. Reach for your license. Slowly. Well, well. Steve Sachs from New York City. I heard some guy got killed in New York City and they never solved the case. But you wouldn't know anything about that, now would you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> but there's hundreds of unsolved murders in New York City. You don't know when to keep your mouth shut, do you, sexy boy? Uh, Mike, try to lift your arm. Can't lift arm or speak at normal rate. Well, I'm afraid you have a case of acute radiation poisoning, Mr. Socher. Will I be able to play softball tomorrow? <laughs> no, by tomorrow you'll barely be able to breathe. Oh, man. Dr. Hibbert, Ken Griffey Jr. needs to see you immediately. We think it's an overdose of nerve tonic. Good Lord! Gigantism! My baby! My baby! Don't worry, ma'am. I'll save your baby. Oh, thank you, Mr. Conseco. My cat! Never fear, ma'am. I'll save your cat. Play your piano. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I wanted to clip all of it, but it's kind of like interlaced between scenes with Homer and Marge and scenes at the bar. But basically, um, I love this so much because Burns gets what he deserves, you know? He's cheating, so now all the players are going to be not able, they're not going to be able to play. And they all have nine separate misfortunes, which is so funny. And the misfortunes that they all have are hilarious. So uh, the ones we just heard about, heard of, were, um, let's see, the first one was Steve Sachs getting pulled over. For some reason, getting arrested because he's from New York City, thinking he's attempted murder. Okay, I have something to say about New York City since we're on the subject here. When I was a kid, back when this, you know, like pretty much like when this episode aired I heard so many scary things about New York like I never wanted to go there if you all this like you know all these things you see in movies and tv shows you're like nope New York sucks never gonna go there and I went there and it was nothing it was not scary you know it I felt safe I know that there are some parts where you don't feel safe and there are a lot of there's a lot of crime in New York but I didn't feel I loved New York. It was awesome. I did not feel unsafe at all. There might have been one time, but I was not by myself ever. I never went by myself anywhere, you know. And uh, the one time was like when we were in Queens. We were in a bad part of Queens. And we were lost. <laughs> so we had to get a cab real quick. That's the only scary... There was also a scary time. Oh my god. We had this scary cab driver. Holy crap. He was freaky. He was Russian. And he hated all Americans. Like, he even said that. He was just very... He reminded me of the guy from The Sopranos. He had that accent. The guy, you know, the guy from the Pine Barrens episode. He's like... And then my my stepdad, who is very, very conservative, and he's, uh, he's from the South, they got into it, and I'm like, we're going to end up dead. We're going to end up dead on this highway right here. It just scared the hell out of me. This guy, he freaked me out. Ooh. Anyways, that's the only times I felt kind of... But that wasn't on the streets or anything. You know, that was just, you know. So anyways, uh, back to this. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point that out about New York. Go visit New York if you've never been there. I loved it. It is not as bad as everybody says. Okay. So, of course, that was in 2011. 
or 2012. I haven't been there since then, and that has been a long time now. And I know that it's gotten bad everywhere with the homeless and the crime. But anyways, I digress. Okay, so so Steve Sass gets arrested. <laughs> Mike Sosha gets radiation poisoning, which is so funny because he wanted to work at the power plant, and I don't think I. I I don't think I talked about this, but he was carrying like some nuclear waste in a wheelbarrow and it toppled over. And I guess that's where he got the radiation poisoning from. Uh, and of course, Lenny's like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I just love them. They're so funny. Everybody at the power plant, they're like, whatever. Well, you know, we're just holding toxic materials here, but it's okay if you drop it. Uh, and then, of course, Conseco. Now, this is so funny because knowing what we know, how he only would do the show if he was like labeled as a hero like what a what a jerk right i mean all these all these guys just did it for fun i mean i'm sure they got paid for it but they did it and they didn't have to have any stipulations i've heard jose canseco was a was a real jerk and he was also the one that was busted for steroids wasn't he i think i'm thinking of the right one anyways jose canseco has to save save a, a a baby from a burning house and then a cat and then a player piano and then it keeps going and going and he goes through the night saving things from this burning house which cracks me up because i know it's a cartoon but like that house would be burned to the ground by the day so funny then uh we get this really funny scene and it's so random but it's so funny and all the simpsons fans know what i'm talking about they're at moe's bar and it's barney and wade boggs and they're arguing about <laughs> they're arguing about who the best prime minister of England was. And you know, Barney argues for Lloyd Palmerston and Bog supports Pitt the Elder. I don't even know who these people are, but it's so funny because they're arguing and then Barney punches them out. And so I guess that's why Boyd Boggs can't, you know, can't do this. Um can't do the game. And then I'm I'm look, I'm looking here. Then uh so, Roger Clemens, which we'll get to in a minute. Roger, I have the reasons why the professional baseball players were forced to miss the championship game. Roger Clemens is made to act like a chicken by the team's hypnotist. Wade Boggs gets punched out by Barney at Most Tavern. I talked about the Pitt the Elder thing. Ken Griffey Jr. overdoses on nerve tonic and develops gigantism. Steve Sachs is arrested because the Springfield police believe he's responsible for all of the New York's unsolved crimes. The New York. New York's unsolved crimes with him looking at six consecutive life sentences as a result. There's also a case that the arrest could be payback by the cops for their softball loss to the power plant. Ooh, see that that's like a little conspiracy theory with the Simpsons fans. Ozzy Smith goes to Springfield's mystery spot and suddenly vanishes. It's like a, a, a Twilight Zone parody. Jose Canseco is too busy rescuing a woman, her baby and her valuables from a fire. Don Ladd, and this is going to come up, Don Manley is cut because of his sideburns. Mike Sosha gets radiation poisoning from working at the plant with it being estimated that he likely won't survive the night. That was another funny scene. Will I be able to play baseball tomorrow? Although, by tomorrow, you'll barely be able to breathe. Love it. So funny. So, yeah. So we're having some problems with these these baseball players here. And it, it really, it, it serves Burns right. It really, really does. Oh, and I was wrong. It wasn't the team tryouts. It was to see who was going to be playing in the championship game. Because Homer's still in his uniform. And so is all the other guys. And they all have to show up because they're still on the team. So, my mistake. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> we get another scene. Well, first of all, I talked about Ozzy Smith falling down some, like, black hole, which is hilarious. Uh, and I love how Ozzy Smith is like all into like the national landmarks. Like he's just like, he's like a total tourist. It cracks me up. I don't know why that's so funny to me. He's just so, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Uh, I don't know if he's still alive, but he's pretty funny. Uh, then, you know, the, the, the game, Mattingly's the only one to show up and Burns tells him, Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. And it's the funniest thing is he doesn't have them. He just has like a mullet. He does not have sideburns. It's just, it's just a funny running joke, you know? And then Smithers tells <laughs> Burns a bad news about his players. Smithers, it's almost game time. Where the devil are my ringers? Sir, Mike Sosha may not live through the night. 
And Steve Sachs is looking at six consecutive life sentences. And Ozzie Smith seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. Cool. Well, what about Kinseku? The dryer goes on the right. Yes, ma'am. What about Clemens? Sir, he's in no condition to play. That damn hypnotist. You, look what you've done. My starting pitcher thinks he's a chicken. Make no mistake, I'm going to report this to the American Hypnotical Association. But I did a good job. A good job. Oh, well, I guess it's not your fault. You did a good job. <gasps> Mattingly! I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. Fine. I still like him better than Steinbrenner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's just such some some funny stuff just boom 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 boom. It's so fast and so funny here. So uh so so Mattingly comes back and he's basically he has the sides of his head shaved and he still has a mullet, he still has his bangs. It looks ridiculous. And Burns still says he's cut your cybers. So Burns fires him, throws him off the team for this, so he has nobody left except his employees which is how it should be but it's just so oh my god it's so funny the the way that they could have done this such so differently and everything all the random things that happen to these these players is just hilarious i just love it so much so i was wrong yet again big surprise there but no i haven't seen this episode in a while so daryl strawberry is still in the game nothing happened to him so there was only eight misfortunes <laughs> But, um, so yeah, so Homer's not playing. Everybody else but Homer's playing. Daryl Strawberry is still there, so Homer can't play. So Homer's SOL. You stink, Strawberry! We want home run Homer! Daryl, 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 Daryl. Children, that's not very nice. Mom, they're Professional athletes, they're used to this sort of thing. It rolls right off their backs. <laughs> okay, so I have a little information on this. Uh, let's see here. Dang, I just had it. What happened to it? Oh, it's at the black. Yeah. Okay. Bart and Lisa chanting, Daryl, Daryl, is a reference to Game 5 of the 1986 World Series when Boston Red Sox fans at Fenway Park started mocking Daryl Strawberry by chanting his name over and over as he stood on the pitcher's mound. Strawberry responded by tipping his hat. <laughs> and in this episode, he responded by crying. Hilarious. Uh... While jeering Daryl Strawberry due to forcing Homer on the bench, Part Bart and Lisa start calling Daryl bef before being told by Marge to stop. This was a reference to an infamous taunt started by Boston Red Sox fans during the 1986 World Series due to their being desperate for a win against the Mets, Daryl Strawberry's team at the time. Pretty much what I just said, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's funny how, Mom, they're professional baseball players. They're used to this. Love it. So funny. All right. Tie game, bottom of the ninth. Two outs, bases loaded, strawberry coming up. They're gonna win the city championship. No thanks to me. Wait! You, strawberry! Good effort today. Take a lap and hit the showers. I'm putting in a right-handed batter to hit for you. What? Your pitch hitting for me? Yes. You see. You're a left-hander, and so is the pitcher. If I send up a right-handed batter, it's called playing the percentages. It's what smart managers do to win ball games. But I've got nine home runs today. You should be very proud of yourself. Sit down, Simpson. You're batting for strawberry. I am. Woohoo! Hello, boy, Homer. You can do it. <laughs> so Homer's the only chance to win this game. Bases loaded, tied game, ninth inning. Bottom of the ninth inning. <laughs> uh, and Daryl Strawberry's out. I love how he just is like, yeah, whatever. No, you've, you've had a good game. You're out in the, you know, there's only like five minutes of this game left, but you're out. Hilarious. But I got nine home runs today. So funny, dude. Uh, anyways. Uh, 
you know this is like a lot of movies and and things we watch like oh my gosh they're at the la- the very last inning base is loaded tied game you know that's always the predicament isn't it like in league of their own uh i don't know what's another baseball movie that's the only one i really really like i like the sandlot but i've only seen it once i don't remember exactly um but yeah so that's pretty much you know it's, it's pretty typical what they call it a tv trope <laughs> but uh homer's homer's here to save the day all right, Simpson, let's go over the signals. If I tuck the bill of my cap like so, yes. it means the signal is a fake. Uh-huh. However, I can take that off by dusting my hands thusly. Got it. If I want you to bunt, I will touch my belt buckle not once, not twice, but thrice. If Uh-oh. I tuck this here... I don't understand a word he's saying. Why didn't he just let me bat? I wish I was home with a big bag of potato chips. Mmm, potato chips. Got that, Simpson? Yes, sir. So that was the end of the episode, but there's so much to unpack there. The f- The thing that Burns says that my husband and I always quote is not once, not twice, but thrice. We always use that expression. I don't, it's just so funny. We have like this like love language of the Simpsons. It's, it's really funny. We have so many quotes from the Simpsons, Family Guy. The, the one we quote all the time is not another teen movie. We love that movie and we always quote that one. Uh, anyways, um... That's funny. And then, you know, Homer talking about, I just wish I was home with a big bag of potato chips. Yeah, same Homer. <laughs> so, uh, what happens in here, because you probably, there's no, you know, there's no visuals, but Homer gets hit in the head with a baseball, gets knocked out completely, falls flat down, face plants on the, on the dirt. And, you know, like Lisa said, it counts as a hit. He just won the game. So... <laughs> They literally like jump over Homer to congratulate each other and then they literally have to move Homer off of home plate so they can score and then they're carrying him and he's completely passed out. They're carrying him like the hero stance, you know, where they carry him up on their shoulders. Oh my gosh, so funny. And then the last shot is the, it says 1992 Springfield Championships and it's all the team players, the, the you know, the, all the players and Homer is completely passed out still. And then we get this, uh, we get this song, and I'm going to read the lyrics to you because it's so funny. Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while, Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Bog laid unconscious on the ballroom tile. We're talking softball. From Maine to San Diego, we're talking softball. Madeline and Canseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the straw. Anyways, I just love the lyrics. I'm going to play at the end here, but so funny. So that's the end of that one. God, it's so 90s, isn't it? I don't know why, but it just screams 90s to me. Like early 90s. So one of my favorites, there's a couple other favorites I'm going to do. This is the one that I've been wanting to do for a while just because it's baseball and you know the the Dodgers are getting close to the World Series here you know it's my team kind of it's not really I don't know I I usually don't start watching baseball till the World Series to be honest with you because then it's like you know it's more exciting that way but uh that's it and like I said this is early early season three had some good episodes it's just kind of early where everything's just classic you know what I mean I mean, these days, The Simpsons is not as funny as it used to be. It's very, like, I'm not going to say woke, but there's just a lot. It's very modern. Let's just say it's very modern. Uh, So, 
anyways, that's all for that one. Um, the next one I'm going to do is with my co-host, Stefan. Well, he's going to be my co-host. He's not full co-host. He wants to do a full-time podcast like together, but that is a lot of work. And it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just there's a lot of editing. And when I do my own, it's a lot easier because it's just one person you have to edit, you know. But he's going to be a guest quite often on my show. We have a whole bunch of things planned. But the uh, next week we're going to be doing, it's going to be early next week. And we're going to be doing uh, The fa- Family Guy. And then there were there was fewer. Is that what it's called? And then there were fewer. It's a really good episode where they go to like a dinner party and it's like a murder mystery and it's really funny it's a two-parter so it's gonna be a little longer I think we're gonna we're probably we're probably gonna do Stefan I think we're probably gonna do it in one I think we're probably gonna do that it's probably a little easier I don't know we'll have to see I have to watch it I forgot I haven't watched it in a couple years but if it if you guys haven't seen it watch it. It is really good. It's one of the best family guys I've ever seen. And I don't know what it is. And everybody I've talked to, they all love that one. I don't know what it is about it. I just, it's just really good. There's some classic jokes. It's just really good. A whole bunch. There's some main characters that die. I won't tell you who you'll find out. So anyways, um, watch that. If you haven't seen it, watch Dahmer. It's amazing. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. Oh, I did watch something else. What did I watch? I can't remember right now. I'm so behind on all my TV shows. But yeah, definitely go watch Dahmer. And that's about it, guys. Sorry I took such a long break there, but I'm back. I will be here next week with Stefan. And you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And make sure to leave me a review on iTunes. And I think that's all, guys. So until next time. Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile We're talking softball From Maine to San Diego Talking softball Manningly and Conseco Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the Straw